0: buttons, and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny.
1: Welcome to Gun Funny episode 65. Today we're going to chat with Mr. Guns and Gear, make a prank call about Gertrude's dating struggles, and talk about the Glock 45. Today's panel is Sean Herron and I'm Ava Flanell.
2: Why is the heater running under the desk?
1: Uh, Because I'm freezing.
2: (laughs) It's like 70 in here.
1: Okay... Not really. It's like 68.
2: Okay. You're right. It is 68 in here. Dang. See <laughs> you called it. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I just wondered why my legs were sweating.
1: It's all right. Don't
2: worry about it. <laughs> it's not. I don't know. It's, it's a thing, but Hey, uh, let's get into said, it.
0: <laughs> what, what was that? I said, gotcha. Fully understood. My wife is always cold. We have space heaters like in every room for one, when, whenever she walks into it.
2: Yeah. I was like, Oh, my leg is, there's a weird sensation. Oh, it's burning flesh. <laughs> 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 Got it. <laughs> So Manticore Arms, Ava, they're our first advertiser. Sean. Yeah.
1: What do you have to say about Manticore Arms?
2: I have to say a lot about manicor Arms. I just texted Sven and I was like, hey, uh, you got any more of them bullpup kits, bro? And uh so we've got the, we had the Scorpion bullpup, Scorpion Evo bullpup. We sent it back so he could take it to a show because they have very limited numbers right now. He's sending it back to us. We'll put it back on our Scorpion and take it out shooting. It'll be fun. I love that thing. I, I love that people call it a goblin shark like it's the ugliest shark but also one of the fun most fun looking guns that I that I have in the arsenal. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, it'll be available later on this year and if uh you want to go to manicorms.com check out any of the other st- other stuff go to manicorms.com use coupon code gunfunny15 that gets you 15% off of everything. Uh let's get into it and talk to our guest.
0: Learn the things you never knew. On deconstructing
1: the industry. All right, so Mr. he here's the first question. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: I, it's really hard. Like every time I say Mr. Guns and Gear, I just want to use like that New York Jew accent.
0: Really? Why? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Mr. Oh. Gunsengier. I,
0: I, I don't heard know. Sort of like a New York <laughs> Jew slash like German accent there. Wow.
1: Okay. First it, it of was all, it
0: really confusing.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone was confused. I think it's the heat under the table here. It's just, it's freaking everybody out.
1: <laughs> all right. So for listeners who don't know who you are, explain to them what you do in the firearm industry.
0: Sure. So primarily I run a YouTube channel called the, the Mr. Guns and Gear channel. So YouTube slash Mr. Guns and Gear with an N, not an and. And what I, what I started out doing that the premise was to provide a lot of kind of basic info on different firearms, different techniques, To people who didn't know anything about guns. Basically, I, I didn't grow up with firearms in my family. I never touched a gun until I went to the police academy. So I, you know, I was in a position that I think a lot of people are in every day here in America is that they're, they have interest, some sort of interest rather in guns, whether it be for personal protection or, you know, just because we can uh, or be just fun, whatever, but they're intimidated by them. And uh, I think a lot of folks in our industry tend to present themselves in a way that furthers that intimidation. Like, IE, if you were not in the military or you were not a police officer, you just can't do it, which of course is absurd. I was trying to sort of just get good info out and always sort of assume that folks didn't know everything. And I don't know everything, but I'd try to share as much knowledge as I could. So um, that is how it started out. And then I also do, like I said, product reviews, whether they be gun related um, sometimes survival related, uh, but mostly focused on firearms and shooting.
1: And how long ago did you start your channel?
0: Uh, officially, I think I started it in 2013, October 2013, but I didn't, I, I put one video up and then uh, I think I sort of started it beginning of 2014. I My channel got started because I had a, a Glock 19, a Gen 4 Glock 19 that I had bought for my wife. Um, and it was the first like week that they were out. So it was absolutely first production run of the gen fours and it would not work. Wouldn't get through a magazine. It went back and forth to Glock twice. And I just got so frustrated because previous to that, I think the only pistols I owned were Glocks, I think actually at that time and all of them ran well. And I was just so frustrated with the gun and them sending it back to me twice, still not working that I told my wife or asked her rather just come out in the woods and film me shooting this gun because basically I was talking about it on gun forums like a lot of folks do and people were like oh you're limp resting it it's the ammo box (laughs) are perfect and I was like okay so I went out and uh had her just film me on like an old point and shoot camera probably in like 480p with no editing or anything just I put two magazines through it I think it had like seven malfunctions it was like federal brass case ammo you know and obviously my shooting form was decent so That uh, I put it up on the forums just to kind of like shut people up, and uh, the video just took off. Like, and that video doesn't exist anymore, and I don't know why. Uh, I wish it did because it would be a a great laugh just to watch. That would be um, awesome. When I switched my channel over to a partner channel uh, back then, all my old videos got deleted, and I don't I don't know why that is. But anyway, um, so that's how it started. It started just with absolute frustration with a Glock nineteen Gen four pistol. I had no intent of ever like running a channel. Semi-professionally, which I guess is what I do now. But yeah, people just kept asking questions and asking me to talk about stuff, so I did, and that's sort of how it all started.
2: Pretty awesome. Out of the all the videos you've done, what's uh, the fa- your absolute favorite one to to record, edit, and upload?
0: Ooh, um, true. Probably I would say I have a video on the M60 E6 machine gun. It's a belt-fed a uh, modified version of the old M60 that you, the U S used in Vietnam. And it's just number one, it's an awesome, awesome firearm. Number two, I was out there um, with the Vickers tactical crew that day. And that was probably the first time I saw a real professional crew in action, like a video crew. And I mean, they had lights set up. They had mobile, I forget what they're called sliders, but like professional ones, like ones that had to be like staked into the ground. Yeah. Like, like you'd see it at like a concert hall. Just seeing those guys and seeing how they did it, and then of course the firearm was awesome. Larry's in there as well. I, uh, I know some people don't like Larry. I love Larry. He's a he's a direct fo- kind of guy. He'll uh, <laughs> tell you what he thinks, even if you don't ask. But right. um So that that was just a, a big experience for me, just getting to see it all and learn and and sort of soak it all in. That one sort of stands out, I guess. Sounds fun.
1: What are your parents' reactions now to? What you do because you said you grew up in a, <laughs> in a household that, you know, you didn't have guns and stuff. So at like what sure. point do they, do they support you now? And was there so many things that had to take place before they led up to this point or have they just sure. completely disowned you? Yeah, I have all yeah. the questions.
0: So, <laughs> so it, it, yes to all of the above. Um, so my, my parents are, are very different people could not be more opposite in just about every way. My mother is like literally a communist. I mean, that's, <laughs> not, I mean, that's not hyperbole. Like she wants to like put people in camps who don't agree with like, like wealth redistribution. It's, it's, a, a, it's so funny. I was just, I was just wondering time, if you
2: were going to ask sure. that, or I was just wondering if you were going to say that.
0: <laughs> but it's true. But at the same time, she's the nicest lady you'll ever meet. Like, and she, my she was a great, it is still is. She's still alive. My mom's a great mother. But like on the political spectrum, I mean, could not be moral communist. Like <laughs> she is, she is Lenin incarnate <laughs> then. So, so that was sort of why we didn't have guns growing up. Uh, my father's not anti-gun at all. Uh, my father was, I uh, served in the army and at the end of the Vietnam War, he didn't go to Vietnam, but he was, the war ended before he could essentially, but he was, he went and, you know, he enlisted, did his time, very patriotic, American kind of guy, pro-American kind of guy, pro-freedom, but we, again, I grew up in Massachusetts, actually right near the Smith and Wesson factory. I just think, like all husbands know and all boyfriends know, you gotta kinda pick your fights. And I think that was one he just didn't wanna pick. Now, they have guns. So, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> he has guns anyway. Uh, I think he got to the point in that he was, uh, old enough and wasn't, wasn't gonna deal with it anymore and he wanted guns and went out and got them, but, uh, he has a couple, but, so, uh, in terms of the channel, um, both are obviously very supportive. My dad watches all my videos, follows me everyone on social media, and my mom, you know, she's, like I said, my mom's, she's a great lady, she's just a communist. So, she supports <laughs> whatever I wanna do. Obviously, she completely disagrees with everything. Like, she is, so she had never seen a gun, this is a funny story. So she had never seen a gun fired, um, in person, until a couple years ago, and, uh, my wife and I and, uh, some friends usually go out on July 4th. And just shoot guns. I don't think any of those have ever been made into a video. I don't even think we bring cameras. Actually, now that I think about it, but so my parents happened to be down for that, and I was like, because she, obviously she's thinks she's very anti-gun, but she didn't. She's never even seen one fired, so why not experience and see if you're right, right yep. or wrong? Yep. Well, what she saw was a bunch of people, most of whom had no proficiency really, but they understand like my wife is not proficient in firearms handling, but you know, she understands how they work and she's once a year pretty much. So, so she saw these people, you know, handling firearms safely, but all she focused on was that people kept missing. And I was like, but we had targets like 15 feet away or 15 meters away for pistols just for safety. And, uh, you know, I tried to give her some context, but she wasn't trying to hear it. She's like, see, only trained professionals should be. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that's what you got out of this. OK, because <laughs> like I was hitting, you know, and she's like, "I oh, see, you're the only one that's consistently hitting anything. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs>
2: uh that's pretty funny so i didn't grow up with firearms but uh they came when you did military service police what was it what, yeah, what so brought you? Um,
0: the police academy was the first time so i went to the police academy in the 90s uh right out of high school or both still in high school i think when i started and that was my first introduction. At the time, uh, Massachusetts, as far as I know anyway, I think it's actually changed. Had two police academies, basically one in Western Mass and one in Eastern Mass. I went to the one that was in Agawam Mass for anybody from Massachusetts listening. It's not there anymore. It doesn't exist. But so I went through that course there. And uh, I think we were, we had, uh, I know we had Glock 22s and we had a third gen Smith & Wesson and then a Model 38 revolver. Um, those are the three guns we had to like qualify with, um, because at the time different departments, you know, were using different things. So, mm-hmm. being in Springfield, there was a mandatory Smith and Wesson push, of course, but Glock stuck a snuck a gun in there as well. So, yep, that was my first exposure. And then after that, you know, carried and owned guns until I joined the military. And then at first, when I first enlisted, I had to put everything up in a storage container. So, because I lived in the barracks, so I didn't have any personal guns for a couple of years. But mm-hmm. yep, that's sort of how it all started there.
2: Thanks. So what, uh, what made you decide to enlist? You, were you working as an, as an officer when you enlisted in the military?
0: No. <laughs> no, I had a little break there. I got a, I got a scholarship, uh, while I was in law enforcement. I really didn't like it either. And I went, I did a very, very brief thing, A couple months. I, it wasn't for me. <laughs> so I decided I was like, well, I better focus on school kind of thing. So I ended up getting a scholarship, um, and some help going to school and went down to, uh, UNC Charlotte and went in North Carolina, uh, obviously. And, um, after that, I got a good job, uh, coming out of school back then. Those were sort of like the boom years, you know, the, the economy was doing really well at the time. Charlotte, the city was doing really well. For those that don't know, it's a, it's like a big banking city. It's the second uh, biggest banking city in America still behind New York. And it was boomtown back then. So I had a really good job coming out of college. I thought about going in the military, going out of college, but I had a, like I guess I had good offers and I took that. Instead, because I, you know, good offers don't almost come around,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, you know, a buddy of mine got ended up getting killed over in Iraq. That was kind of like the final straw. I was like, well, it's kind of now or never. If I'm going to go in, you know, I'm young now, I'm healthy, and uh, it's time to do it. I don't have a family or anything like that, so that's so that's why I enlisted. Cool stuff, man.
1: So, is Mister Guns and Gears is that your full time job now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of them. Yes, uh, so. <laughs> uh my wife and I own a bunch of businesses. That's that's one of them. Um, amongst the group. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about that getting okay. No problem. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's one of them. Yes.
2: One one of the many. Uh I I always say that you're literally one of the most business savvy guys uh as far in, in our space in the firearms space that that I've met. I mean, you were constantly busy. We just we were just in Texas together. And you were staying busy like every time, uh, every time that everyone was standing behind the bar, like pouring alcohol into each other's mouths, you were, you were usually working.
0: Yep. That, that's pretty, I mean, it, it's, it's great. To, it's, it's a great problem to have, you know, to have too much work. Yeah. Um, so it's much better than the opposite of that, but yeah, I, I mean, I pretty much work from the time I get up till the time I go to bed. So my wife does too. So we, we work pretty hard, but, uh, we enjoy it for sure. So there's, a, you know, it comes with great benefits. Like you said, we were just in Texas and like, yeah, every time we had like a 15 minute break, I was on my computer, but the 15 minute break was during a safari yeah, or, you know, riding exactly. tanks. So <laughs> like it's, it's not anything to complain about at all.
2: No, it was pretty awesome. So the business savviness, did that come from uh, school or did you just kind of pick it up as you went?
0: Well, I don't really know how that I'm super business savvy. I, I try to be. I, you know, that's what my degrees are in. Well, two of them are in um, uh, finance and marketing, and then I think uh, growing up, my dad really was the one that probably instilled the most of it. I mean, he wasn't like a small business owner or anything, but he always preached, you know, don't be in debt, invest smart, save your money, things like that. I, I started working when I was twelve. You know, every <laughs> so in Massachusetts, you can work, I guess, when you're twelve in agriculture, and then at sixteen, anywhere. So for my sixteenth birthday. I thought we were going up to breakfast and we weren't, we were driving to a restaurant so, uh, he could hand, he could force me to fill out an application.
1: <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Dang!
0: <laughs> like that's, that's how I grew up. Uh, so, and I thank him for it. You know, it's been, it's been good to, to learn that he was always very, very, uh, financial, like savvy financially, I guess you could say. And I think a lot of that just translated, uh, into opportunities that have come my way over the years, you know? So it's
1: yeah, been good. Definitely. I read an article somewhere. For a lot of kids today when they were asked what they want to be when they grow up they all said youtubers so that was like the top five careers that kids chose and i thought that was interesting but do you think that that's because they don't realize like all the work that goes into like videos and marketing and they just kind of think that people just put on a camera and they just start recording whatever content
0: sure so i actually saw that article too and i laugh but It makes sense if you think about it. Uh, you know, if you look at like the top 20 channels on YouTube, the majority of them are oriented to an audience that's under 18. Now they may not officially say that, but the reality is they are. Mm -hmm. So that's what kids are just inundated with all day long. Now to that end, the majority of them don't understand the work that goes into most channels. However, some channels that are vlog channels, and I'm not, believe me, I'm not discounting what they do at all. But some of those kinds of channels, which are very, very popular and you know, entertaining to a certain crowd, they, they don't require the amount of, I guess, work research as other types of channels, right? So, like for for instance, one of my friends homeschools her her daughter, and they walk, they subscribe to like a math tutorials channel. Like that, that's not a super hard channel to run. The guy, the guy's a math professor in college, and he just like does basic high school math on a whiteboard. I'm like here they do whatever. Like that that's not super hard to produce. And I'm not you know, he's providing value to his viewers. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying it's different. Like he doesn't have to research that and put hours and hours and then at the range or whatever in our case. So it's just different. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of work that goes into most channels for sure. If you want to be successful, there's I mean you can start a channel and be unsuccessful and not do any work all day long I mean sure but if you want to be successful at it there's definitely a lot of work that goes into it
2: well Most. Sean Sean they are thinking about doing toy reviews yeah we're gonna like unbox open toys and do those uh, I look at those and it's like 17 million
0: views <laughs> I know <Right>? it's insane <laughs>
1: and I'm like <laughs> I like toys I, I haven't like, grown
0: I outgrown toys
1: <laughs> well I was just gonna say I, just, I, I like them like I haven't I think we'd be pretty good at it
2: oh we did one yeah. actually I
1: mean we yeah we did uh it's fun
0: I uh, yeah I don't know anything about playing video games either, but I was like I should take that up and get on Twitch. That seems to be it seems to be a good yeah, business
2: model. It's really hot right now. Hey, it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, we're talking to Mister Guns and Gear. We're going to take a brief moment and just hear from our friends at Hack and Equipment. <laughs> Dang it! I said our friends again. I know every single time. Every time. Our buddies. Our little buddy bears over at Hack and uh, Equipment. We're not doing that again right now.
1: <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> So I was on their website and I noticed that you can buy the rifle bag and the big Bertha bag for just 129
2: Yeah. And that big Bertha bag, yes, it is named after me.
1: It is. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the big Bertha bag alone is $100. So how many guns
2: does that thing hold?
1: It holds four. Four handguns, all of the magazines, there's room for targets, uh, has all these little Velcro pouches you can put ammo and stuff in it so it's it's a
2: really nice bag yeah it's pretty awesome uh really good price too and the rifle bag which turns into a shooting mat that package is now how much
1: 129 but if you use the code gun funny you're gonna get 10 percent off dang
2: i love not paying full price oh yeah
1: me too go to hacketequipment.com
2: all right we're back with mr guns and Gear. so we were just talking about the youtube channels and like you know, how kids kind of want to do that. Let's, let's discourage everybody. And can you just run us through, like from the time you unbox a product, the time that you sit back and let the dollars roll in, talk sure. about that whole process,
0: <laughs> all the dollars <laughs> for, for all, Mr. All Guns and Gear. Okay. So it, so it really depends. I kind of have to process it, I guess you could say. So if a product is brand new and is like super hot and everybody wants to know about it, my inbox is getting blown up about it. I will generally prioritize that simply just due to viewer demand. So a good example of that would be like the Glock 19X, for instance, when that came out, Brownells sent one out to me. And I think three days later, I had a first shots video up on that. So basically just cleaned it, lubricated it, shot 200 rounds or so, talked about it. And I said, Hey, full review coming, right? Well, full reviews up now. Probably about nine weeks later, I put 5,000 rounds more through it did some accuracy testing, all of those sorts of things. So, however, a good example right now that I see sitting in front of me on my t- table as I'm talking to you is like a Midwest Industries. They just sent um, their combat rails out for review. They mm-hmm. have a new series. There's three of them. I got to obviously take, take photos of them as they come. So that way, when I'm talking about them installed, I don't have to uninstall them and, and then reshoot all the photos. So then I'm going to basically pick some rifles or uppers from my box of rifles and uppers that I have and uh, install them, go out to the range, shoot. Um, so I typically shoot at least once a week. And when I go out there, it's different than what a lot of other people um, in our industry do, just from talking to them. So I generally bring like 20 to 30 guns and just shoot all day long. So I shoot probably eight hours on the range most days and and just do that over the course of probably five to six weeks and then do the final types of uh, the final parts of the review that I do. So so like the close ups, the discussing the intricate features and stuff like that of whatever product. And then what I think of it overall, that portion of the video, then it goes to editing. So editing for me, depending on how many range sessions I had with it, that's sort of the complexity of it. So if the more times I go to the range of the product, the longer editing takes simply because I have to find all the clips Mm -hmm. and then, you know, chop them down and do that. So editing usually takes for most of my videos takes me about three to four hours and then upload and do all that process.
1: Well, have you ever thought about hiring an editor or is it just, cause I've noticed yeah. that a lot of people edit their own videos, which yes, seems to I, be what everybody sort of dreads.
0: Yeah. So the, the only, uh, so just a perfect example is two days ago I was uh, doing the final edits on the Geisley URGI, the upper receiver group improved video, which I'm literally going to, make public as soon as we're done talking here today. But I was doing the final edits on it and I was watching myself and it, you, you know if you say something wrong you don't notice it when you say it a lot of the time. So I said this upper is not expensive. Well what I meant to say was inexpensive. So if I hired someone, they a lot of them wouldn't know that. So I had to like annotate in there in gigantic letters asterisk inexpensive <laughs> so that way I'm not like oh this thing's cheap but yeah, it's I not. Do. Or a lot of times if I have to when I'm when I'm talking and I say A part or a a certain feature, like IE, the handguard connects the upper receiver with these two anti-rotation tabs. Well, then I know what b roll to roll in, but how would that person know? So, I mean, I think there'd be a a training curve there. I I may do that one day, but I'm, I'm not there yet.
2: Just imagine how much more time you would have. I know.
0: I, it would be huge. It, believe me, it would be, and I could, I could make way more content because the re the reality is, I mean, I could make, I have enough content to make a video a day, but right now I probably put up three or four videos on average just because of time constraints.
2: Yeah. So you go to the range for eight hours and then out of that eight hours, like how much time would you estimate you spend editing, uh, for the content you record that day?
0: Ooh, a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, I've never thought about it in that way, honestly. Dang it, Sean. I know. It's uh, going to be
2: depressing, man.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I truly don't know. It really depends on the video. Some of them are faster than others. Like if there's a big, again, a good example, uh, if there's a big sale going on, like Palmetto State armies had these AR-15 pistols on sale lately. I finally got when I went out there and I did a range review. So that I shot that all in one day and probably edited because the video was all in one day and all in one SD card. I could edit that in about hour and a half. So that's that's a real quick one versus like the Geisley URGI I just talked about. I mean, I shot that gun probably ten different range sessions in in three different states. So that was a little bit more complex. Plus, you had to you had the history of the gun, uh, rather the history of the upper receiver to research um, the optics to research that guys in the field are actually using with it, and little things like that that are important to folks on some products and definitely not important to folks on other products.
2: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense
1: people really respect your opinions on products. Is that way on like on you with your reviews?
0: Yeah. You know, I want, I want people obviously to respect my opinion on products. That's what I try to do. Uh, I try to be as unbiased as possible. Everyone obviously always has their own personal biases, but I also try to put myself in the shoes of someone who's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like I said, I mean, I shoot every day, every week, a lot with a lot of different guns. I have a wide variety of experience but not everyone's in that camp. So I try to sort of uh, give both perspectives as best that I can. Um, I like to do videos with new shooters. I have probably five or six of those videos up on the channel where I just bring somebody who's never shot a gun out before and let them shoot it because because they always have a different perspective than I do on a lot of things. Um, so it's interesting to hear that. But in terms of trying to get the right info to my viewers, The perfect example is you can never, you can never make everybody happy. So like I recently reviewed the P365. Mm -hmm. In that video I said my gun's worked flawlessly. It's never had an issue. It's been very accurate. It shoots well. I was saying my gun has been great because it has been. However, that particular model has had some problems as they introduced it and I went over those problems and kind of documented it and some of the rolling changes that they made to parts along the way. Well, the guys who are just diehard Sig fanboys are like, "Oh, you're, you're just a Glock tard," and <laughs> you, you would never say that. You would never say that about Glock, even though the exact reason I started my channel was to bash Glocks publicly. <laughs> so, uh, but, but you know, I also I do like Glocks, but but my point is, like, you can't make everybody happy because the Sig guys were upset. They focus on the negative things I said and don't focus on the positive things I said. So, I try to give as best a well rounded sort of viewpoint on everything that I can. Because every product's not for everybody. Like, for instance, the, again, just to bring it up because these are on my mind now, the Geissele URGI—that's an expensive upper receiver group. In that video, I'm gonna say, and I did say, I'm like, if you like clones, if you like having the stuff that just looks cool that military guys have, and you like to have something that you know is that you know is a proven commodity, well, then this might be for you. If you're somebody who wants to just build something with similar capabilities. Well, you can save $500 by doing that if you understand parts and how to select them correctly. And so I kind of give both perspectives, you know, it's not for everybody, but it might be for you. Same thing with uh, budget guns. I review a lot of budget guns that people say are trash, you know, so I do tourist reviews. I do high point reviews because I don't think you should have to have $600 to be able to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I try to give all the different sides of our industry a shot.
2: Yeah. I love that. I was looking through your videos and seeing kind of which ones had the most views and it looks like people love your how-to stuff.
0: Oh my God. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So they do. So I think like six of my top 10 videos are how to clean and lubricate X firearm. Yeah. That's funny. Sean's probably your
1: biggest viewer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it actually started that I was going away for work for a while and I told my wife, I was like, Hey, cause we, we have our, an AR-15 as our primary home defense firearm. And I was like, hey, you know, if you think about it, just throw some some oil on the bolt carrier group at some point, just to make sure it's you know, take care of our the, babies. Clean, <laughs> right, clean and lubricated. And she's like, I have no idea how to do that. And I was like, okay, because cleaning guns to her equates to just handing them to me and saying clean them, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> um, so that's how it works in her world. So I was like, well, okay, I'll make a video on it that you can watch, and that's how it started. So I did a video on how to clean lubricate an Air 15 and then, kind of like I said, with the uh, Glock 19 video, uh, people just kept asking for more. And like you said, there they are some of my most popular videos. And what's funny is they don't ever get – initial like the initial views are terrible on them. They're just like – like I did one on the P365 that's the latest one I did. I think I released it Monday.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's got like 3,000 views versus like a normal video I would do since Monday would have 20,000 views by now. But – a year from now, it's just they just steady climb, steady climb, steady climb in terms of view count. And Like I said, six of my top ten. That's that's what they are. <laughs> so ridiculous. But there's so many people who buy a gun and they're like, you know, they don't want to read the manual, or they're not going to read the manual, or it's easier to just watch me show them how to do it on video. Absolutely. Um, you know, how many people go out and buy their first gun and have no idea what to do with it? Tons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's what I say. The intro of every one of those videos, I say. I'm going to assume this is the first firearm you've ever owned, and I'm going to walk you through it, baby steps, each way. And that's that's what I do. So I don't assume they know anything, and that's and that's good because that's what I would have wanted. You know, yeah. to shoot. One. I think I think what I bought, so I think the first firearm I personally bought for myself was a Remington 870. I had no idea how to take that thing apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not a clue. And back then there wasn't YouTube, and I. I'd walked into a gun shop and I was like, how do I clean this? And that's, you know, so I understand being that person. Mm-hmm. So I try to help them in that regard. It
2: makes a lot of sense. There's been a lot of stuff with YouTube. It is not the same as when you started. And a lot of content creators, um, instead of, you know, continuing to create content, they kind of whine about the changes and how they're taking their money away and things like that. Whereas I kind of see that you have powered through it and even excelled. You know how have all the changes affected you, and how do you do things differently now than you did, say, five years ago?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it affects everyone. The difference is the only constant life is change and taxes. So you just have to react and, and change how you do things. So, for instance, with the apocalypse thing that happened last year, and everyone was freaking out. You know, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people listening to this would know who it is, but there's a just a gentleman named. Roberto Blake, he's a YouTube consultant. He actually lives right near me, so um, I talk to him frequently, probably once a month. I don't know if he wants that being public, but anyway, I guess it is now. Um, so, <laughs> so his most most of his clients are like gamer channels and stuff like that. But so you know, I talk to him frequently about what to do. Some of his best advice is is what I've done is just to diversify how you reach people. So, for instance, I think I only started Instagram a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. I didn't see any value in it at the time and truth be told, I kind of still don't. But what I do see in terms of value from it is just another avenue. Should one get shut down, there's another, there's another one to go to to be able to still reach your audience. And now with IGTV, which is a, allows longer videos longer than one minute, you know, that's just a little bit more of what I do on that platform. Same thing. One thing I do now that I didn't do is I upload almost all of my videos to Facebook as well as YouTube at the same time, simply because I get more engagement on Facebook than I did on YouTube in the past. So, just driving folks to Facebook who aren't on YouTube and vice versa um, just helps diversify where you reach people. Uh, additionally, I've been working uh, for about a year. It's it's a funny I got I can tell the story now. I, I don't I don't have any reason not to, but I've been working to develop my email list and I haven't I haven't this is literally the first time I'm discussing this publicly all I did was I put a sign up for email or whatever button on my Facebook page because I didn't know anything about mass email list but I was like I need to learn mm-hmm. uh, after adpocalypse so right now uh, I think I have 13,000 or something like that uh, email folks on my email list but I was uh, initially kicked off four different uh, three rather three different uh, email hosting sites like Mailchimp and constant contact or whatever. They said my content violated their terms of service, so they would kick me off each time and then I'd have to restart on a new one and restart on a new one. Well I finally got one that I think is working now and I've actually been able to send emails out for the last three weeks. So you know you just it changes constant. You just have to evolve and roll with it. Really that's that's the ultimate answer there. So if YouTube's gonna tamp down on what we do and and not recommend us and not, you know, search optimize us, okay. Somebody else will. Um, so if you look or rather the other day I looked, I forget what it was. I was looking for some, a video on something. And, uh, for the first time that I can remember a video on full 30 actually came up and, uh, it was one of grand thumbs videos. But the point, the point is two years ago or a year ago, nothing on full 30 would ever have been SEOed yeah. for, for whatever reason it is now. So it's a good sign. It's a move in the right direction. So, you know, I just try to post everywhere. And now the problem with that, obviously, is that slows your YouTube growth because folks are consuming content elsewhere. But long term, really all that matters, my opinion, is that people are consuming the content, period.
1: Definitely. So just recently, you were in Texas with Sean for yeah, the Brownell Social Summit. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. We were down at the uh, Ox Ranch in Texas, which is also the home of drivetanks.com. And uh, uh, I mean, that place in terms of customer service and experience was as good as it could possibly be. The people there were awesome. <laughs> uh, so I'll get, I'll get into stories. Sean probably has already told you here in a minute, but they offer everything from hunting to like safaris to, you know, walking around in caves to driving tanks to throwing grenades to uh trophy hunting. I mean, really there's a ton of stuff there to do. I think they said it's 18,000 acres, yep. which is, like the size of a county in Texas. There's diversified lands. There's some mountainscapes. There's some like arid places that are sort of purposely landscapes to look like an African uh, Sahara. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's a truly, it's an impressive uh, facility and the folks there were just basically whatever you wanted, the people that work there within reason, they would do for you. So if you wanted to go, I don't know, down to a river and swim in a river or whatever, they'd take you there. If you wanted to go,
1: To a hot tub. Look at artifacts.
0: they'd take you there. If you wanted to go on a hunt, they'd take you there, whatever the case may be. So uh, they have have a hot tub in the main area (laughs) of the ranch and it wasn't working right. And I had asked them to turn it on and, you know, just nicely because what I didn't know at the time was the heater wasn't working and they didn't know that either. But there was another hot tub that we didn't know about that was like, what, four miles probably down the road, Sean? Yeah, it
2: was a good 15, 20 minute drive.
0: Yeah, yeah, like through a trail. So they were like, hey, that one works. If you guys want to go, we'll take you there. And I was like. Okay, so we went there. I mean, just super, super helpful folks, and uh, it was a, it was a great experience all around.
1: But I think that you need to specify that it was just you and Sean. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: okay. Fine. Uh, that's not true.
0: So, actually, so uh, uh, that's right. It was not just me and Sean. It, it, to make it even weirder, it was me, Sean, and one of their female employees.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess he didn't tell you that part.
2: <laughs> so she, uh, so in the hot tub, it was just, uh, Mr. Guns and Gear and that, I, and, that, and she took a, her. she took a nap on the couch, but yeah, uh, they drove us like four miles and Mr. Guns and I, Mr. Guns and Gear and I sat in a hot tub for, for quite a while, just talking. Bromance. Yep. That's what, talking. that's what everyone was saying. They're like, okay, enjoy your bromance. I mean,
1: that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> it is. So did you guys have a good it time? Is.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It was amazing. There probably honestly would have been a lot more people, but more than half the group had to be up at like 3 AM. Mm-hmm. And so, and we went at like 11 PM. So a lot of folks were just hitting the rack instead.
2: Yeah. It, it was pretty awesome though. Uh, Glad we did it because I literally just basically asked him questions. I was like, so how would you do this? And w- what about this? And you're and, like,
1: well, you're stuck in a hot tub with me, yeah. so you can't really get away and, uh, <laughs> time to pick your brain. Yeah.
2: Well, you can't really go back. I had a really captive uh, because
1: that's what I told Sean. I was like, look, Mr. Guns and Gear, I was like, he offers some really great advice. Cause I actually remember like when we went to the Brownells dinner, was it last year at SHOT or yep. it was some was. event and, uh, and I sat across the table from you and you always like, you actually had a lot of great advice. So I told Sean when he goes on this trip, pick your brain cuz you seem like the type that, you know, not to say that everybody else in the industry is like out for themselves, but not a lot of people share as much advice or give you uh, advice that would point you in the right direction. So,
0: sure. Thank you for that. Uh, I try to and and I'm I'm of the mindset that all ships rise together. Yeah. As a general rule. So, for my friends in the industry, I don't hold anything back. Any info, any data you want, any advice you want, I always offer it up because, you know, there's a lot, uh, <laughs> how to, there's a lot of folks in this industry that come at it from different angles, whether they be what Eric, I guess at Iraq veteran 888 would say is a, a FUD or folks like me who basically want all gun laws abolished and just absolute freedom in terms of the second amendment. So I tend to, anybody who's kind of on my team, I want us all to rise to the top and take the industry over. So, and I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of that at all. That's one of my goals. So
2: no, I think it's awesome. Actually Absolutely. during dinner one night, uh, he was literally had his laptop out at the dinner table, uh, just showing, <laughs> I think it was Yeti and Yolo across the table, like literally yeah. explaining how to do things and like the numbers and literally showing them your numbers and what services you use. It was awesome. like, it It is very uncommon for, for people to share, you know, the tips and tricks that have gotten them to rise to the top. But mm-hmm. it, it's amazing, man. And I, re- I, I truly appreciate it. Yeah. So. Hey, man,
0: Absolutely. Thank you.
2: So you got all kinds of stuff. Uh, you said you had all kinds of boxes when you got back. What, what's oh what's in the near future for you?
0: <laughs> uh, well, uh, a bunch of those Midwest Industries rail, like I said. I'm trying to think of what else has come in. A Wasser 10 underfolder just came in. I'm a big AK guy. Rarely do we get AK products in America that are decent. Speaking of that, Century's new, uh, whatever, the heck, I honestly don't even know the name, but I should, the VSKH or something. But it's essentially, according to Century, it's their RAS 47, but improved with better materials. I don't think they're going to say that publicly, because then they'd be admitting that their RAS 47 didn't have the greatest materials. <laughs> <laughs> um, but So that's here, apparently. Trying to think, I have a bunch of other stuff too. The green MRO, green Trigicon MRO. Have that in for review. Oh, a couple new primary arms optics. One that actually uh, I didn't know was going live this morning, but went live for sale. It was their uh, 3 to 18 first focal plane, uh, scope. And, uh, with the HUD, it's a BDC reticle. And that sold out apparently in like 20 minutes. So I guess I should have already done my review, but I'm a little behind on that. So got that in for review. Yeah, try. The, there's more than that. A sequence Precision AR-15. That's actually really nice. I, I had never handled a sequence Precision Rifle before. It's been great. I got that in for review. I don't know, a bunch of stuff. All 25. right, all
1: right. <laughs> a nice, enough bragging.
2: Geez.
1: I'm like, uh, uh Sean, bye. what do we have? We look in the corner. It's empty. Uh, I've got no. a safety
2: bullet to review.
1: Yeah, You got a high point. You got two <laughs> yeah, high points in yeah. yesterday.
2: I got two high points in the mail from high point yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, we're not I total losers. I would <laughs> it.
2: See, I, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mike's all like, oh, I got this and that. And I'm all, well, we got some high points yesterday and
2: Stacey Bullet and, uh.
0: <laughs> but you know, you know what? <laughs> Those high point posts will be more popular than all the other ones. Oh yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so what I'm going to do, since we like to share information, I'm literally just going to put high points against every gun that I review from now on. Awesome. I'll, it'll be like, you know, the SIG P365 versus a high point C9.
0: Okay. Great. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to. Like,
2: that's awesome. Whenever, whenever social, whenever my social media seems to like not be going where I want it to just <laughs> post high point. And then that raises engagement so much that, yep. that everything trends upwards for a few weeks and then I'll have to post another high point and then upwards. And then yeah, every, everything trends when you post high points, doesn't matter what.
0: Like for viewers, listening or listeners rather. He's not being sarcastic. That's absolutely true. <laughs> like it really works.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. It's so ridiculous. I love it. I know. Where all can, right. where can people find all the stuff you do online?
0: sure uh youtube.com uh, slash mr guns and gear facebook.com mr guns and gear uh, Instagram slash mr and gear I'm on Twitter too I don't do too much over there but it's Twitter slash mr guns and gear those are the big uh, social media outlets if you guys actually want an answer from me Facebook is where I check my messages I don't check them on YouTube or Instagram I just I mean I get about 2000 on Facebook every day so it's all I can do to keep up with those so if you need an answer that's where I am
2: wow very cool man. A lot Think- of messages. <laughs> it really is. It is. That's yeah. a lot of people sliding into those DMs.
1: Uh-huh. No
2: doubt. <laughs> All right, awesome. You going to stick around for with us just for a bit? Sure. All right, cool. Uh Ava, it is time I guess to talk about our compadres.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> At Matador Arms. I almost did it again. I know. What's a, what's a better way that I could say that? Let's hear from our advertiser Matador Arms. No, that seems shilly though. I don't like that. Sponsor. Sponsor seems better than advertiser. Okay. Now it's time for our sponsor, Matador Arms. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Okay, great. What do you got to say about them? Uh, I want to talk about the Fury Grip. I've seen those.
1: Yeah. It's all over Instagram, Facebook.
2: You have a couple.
1: I do. I like it. It feels nice in my hand. I like the design. Actually, I kind of want to Cerakote mine because I think it would look pretty nice Cerakoted.
2: Yeah. I thought you had one. Maybe not.
1: I have one. It's just not Cerakoted. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for a grip to put on your gun, definitely check out the Fury Grip. They are, how much do they go for? Is it $79? dollars
2: 99
1: But you're not going to pay full price because you'll use the code GUNFUNNY10 and that gets you 10% off. Visit them at matadorarms.com.
2: They also sponsor our prank call segment. And hey, I don't have to embarrass myself today in front of our good friend, oh, Mike. That's so <laughs> freaking great.
0: It's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey!
3: How can I
2: help
3: you? Hi, my name is Gertrude, and I was wondering if I could come on by and uh, perhaps take some pictures with some guns. Um, So I started this a bunch of dating uh, apps and stuff, and I haven't really had the best of luck. And I also figured if there's guns in my picture, you know, maybe guys would take me a little bit more seriously. So, um, you know, and I don't own any guns, so that's why I was wondering if maybe I could just come on by and just, just use your guns just for the pictures. If you'd like. Okay. And and that would be totally <laughs> fine. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. What gun do you think would be the best that would probably, you know, get the most, uh, you know, the most, uh, attention from the men?
0: Why don't you just come on by and we'll talk about it.
3: Okay. Cause I, I mean, I even tried Grindr thinking, okay, it's all men. How could I go wrong? Right. But it's, it's still kind of, I didn't have any, anybody, you know, send me messages or anything. So I'm hoping that this really works. I'm, I'm getting a little desperate, honestly. All right. You have a good day. Okay. You too. Thank you. I'll see you in a little bit.
2: Uh, I think she wanted to counsel you, actually.
3: I know. Right. Yeah. Come on by, honey. I'll help
2: you. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. It'll be just fine. Don't we'll, worry. we'll set
1: you up with a nice badass gun and it'll get all the men's attention.
2: Uh that's pretty funny. Uh we've been doing a lot of these dating prank calls because I think they're hilarious and everyone's like, "Yeah, sure, come on by. It's no problem." I know. Uh just it, it's all craziness. I don't know why people even entertain our our stupidity for 1 second. I just got the dirtiest look because I hit that bumper right as yeah, she started to Yeah, cuz I was talk. just
1: about I was like, "Well, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> Stand by." What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say the firearm industry is awesome and they're super nice.
2: I I guess so. Yeah. Polymer 80, dot 80com They are pretty much a one-stop shop now.
1: They're almost a one-stop shop. So you can pretty much get everything that you need to assemble a polymer 80. The only thing that they don't have are their frame parts kits, but they are hoping to add that hopefully by early 2019.
2: Yeah, that's smart because honestly they've driven a lot of the business in the Glock-ish modification space and because they've driven that they were basically sending other companies a lot of business. So Mm -hmm. by doing this bringing it all in house A, it increases the availability of parts which has been a little bit difficult at times lately and B, brings that money directly in in their house which is is always great. If you can go to one website pay one shipping fee buy all the stuff you need that's awesome. Polymer80.com
1: And if you use the code GUNFUNNY, that gets you 10% off.
2: Exactly. Go check them out. Tactic Talk.
0: Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now.
1: Did you just cut yourself off? (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) Uh, Let me play this. (laughs) I got an itchy trigger finger.
2: (laughs) You know, in Texas, I actually didn't shoot one gun. Uh, so yeah, I haven't shot so, in about a week. Uh,
1: yeah, so you're starting to get the, yeah. uh, the you, shakes. <laughs> you better watch out. Mike, you said that you wanted to sure. talk about the Glock 45.
0: Ah, yes. I guess the reason is, so for folks listening, Ava sent out a sort of questionnaire and what do you want to talk about? And the Glock 45, it's just, uh, it's, it's interesting. If you watch videos or listen to anything on it, people are always like, Oh, it's just another Glock. Well, okay. People said that about the Glock 19 too, and it's been, it probably by the end of the year will be one of my most watched videos. So, regardless of if people think it's just another Glock or not, the reality is those pistols, whenever Glock does anything, it's very popular and the interest is very high in it. It's just how it is. Mm -hmm. So, the Glock 45, for those that don't know, has the 19-ish length slide and 17 size grip, so you get 17 plus 1 in terms of capacity but one thing that surprised me about both the 19x and the glock 45 was i was absolutely on board the mocking glock train when they first released the 19x you know calling it the mullet glock and everything else (laughs) thinking that me personally i'd probably rather have a 17 length slide and a 19 length grip which i kind of still think that, that that may that may still be the case that'll be the gen 6 glock i guess but for now, with both the 45 and the 19X, what I found is, in terms of shooting experience, I really like them, and I probably like them better than any other Glock that they've ever released, so they made a fool of me, I suppose, in that regard. Uh, so <laughs> I still think they're silly-looking, but uh, in terms of just shooting them, I, I love them. I think it's just the combination of having that full-size grip. I have relatively large hands. I generally wear XL or or, or XL gloves, so I have big hands. And um, I think having the full grip with the uh, you know full size grip rather and that lower mass reciprocating when you fire just makes for a really really smooth shooting gun. So I've been impressed by it. You know the one thing I always knock Glock for and will as long as they keep doing this is the fact that they their standard sights are plastic. I've seen them break come off any number of times, both in my guns and in fellow shooters' guns. Now, I'd be okay if they had plastic sights and the guns cost $200, but, mm-hmm. you know, their msrp yeah. being around 600 bucks with plastic sights, I just think that's kind of silly. Yeah. Especially with M&Ps out there today and, you know, the CZ, P10C, et cetera. The, so many good competitive options all coming with better sights. So one day Glock will fix that. But for now, <clears throat> it's otherwise a very good gun.
1: What are your thoughts on the difference between the Glock 45 and then the 19X? I mean, really, it just boils wow. down to color, and right, I didn't really look into it too much, but isn't it just one? One is uh, their greenish, tannish color, like their bronze sure. color, coyote, and then... coyote, yeah,
0: yeah, um, sure. So that, that's the <clears throat> excuse me, that's one of the big differences. Also, uh, the, the 45 can accept any Glock mags, whereas uh, the 19X doesn't work with gen 5, 17 round mags, it's just something to consider, but other than that, yeah, it's pretty much. Pretty much the same gun. Also, I should say the 19X comes standard with Glock's uh, factory steel night sights, whereas the 45 does not. Hmm. Uh,
2: that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I too, was on the, this is a, a dumb thing when they put out the 19X. I was like, oh, my God, who cares? And then they were like, oh, yeah, we sold over 100,000 units of this in the first six weeks.
0: And yeah, and they're back ordered like, on like another 200,000. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, but there is just, you know, I mean, just like you with Smith & Wesson, any Smith & Wesson handgun that comes out, you buy it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: yep. there's just like those diehard Glock fans. And I mean, I like Glock. Glock's actually my preferred firearm, but... I like Glocks. Well, yeah, but you don't like them as much as I do. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> it's not a competition, but if it was, you'd win, Okay. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. listen, I like Glock. Like, I'm wearing the Uggs right now, and I got yeah. the flannel on, and I'm drinking oh, my pumpkin spice, and I have the Glock, okay? You're a basic bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think... So, Mike, sorry. Ahead. No, well, go ahead, Mike.
3: Yeah.
0: I was going to say, my take on the two, you know, Glock or Smith and Wesson, and, and I say it in most videos, is that, you know, I grew I guess, can't, grew up, rather, or came into shooting, shooting Glock. So, like I said, my personal pistols for Six seven years. Uh, the only ones I owned were Glocks, and then the Glock 22 was one of the first I ever shot. So the Glock sort of grip angle weirdness was never really weird to me. I didn't notice. I didn't know any any different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So I say that in my videos, like most new shooters, a Smith and Wesson M and P or a CZ P10C or whatever HK you uh, connect whatever any of those, they're going to be more ergonomic and they're going to feel more shootable to most folks. But for people who whose natural presentation is the Glock grip angle. It's kind of hard to get away from that. At least it has been for me. I'm like that, you know, I present on target naturally with Glocks, whereas other guns, I, cause I shoot different guns at the range every day or when I go out rather, I pick up on that cause I see it back to back. So it's just something to consider 10, 15 years ago, Glock really owned that market. But nowadays there are legitimate contenders that I would absolutely trust. And they cost less, you know, they have, a lot of good aftermarket support. So it's good to see. I mean, more competitions, just more options.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I like a lot of my students will ask, like, well, what gun should I buy? And I'll make recommendations that are reliable firearms. But at the end of the day, it, you know, what shoots well for me may not shoot well for them.
2: And that's why like Smith & Wesson. Because it shoots it, well the, for you. It's a natural. Like, when I press out, that grip angle puts me directly in sight where Glock, I believe my front sight is low when I press out. So yeah, it, it's huge, but I mean, I like clocks. I've, I've gotten to where I can shoot them well. It's just, it wasn't natural and, uh, I shoot the Smith and Wessons naturally. Be- okay. That's than the great. Yeah. And they're better in every way and they're <laughs> cooler looking. Let's and- just, and-
1: let's read iTunes reviews.
2: <laughs> <tributes. laughs> okay. Well, I'm not even ready. Here we go.
1: <laughs> Take it away, Sean.
2: Okay. Now I get to read. Perfect. Awesome. Great. I'm still tired. Talk- I'm still over here just thinking about Smith and Wessons. <laughs> All right, iTunes reviews. If you haven't left us one, go leave us one. Uh, even if you don't use iTunes, you can just download it, leave us a review, and then delete it or uninstall it, whatever, whatever you really want to do. Or, or you can just leave us a recommendation on on Facebook. Yep, absolutely. They they either one works. So John Snow three three eight says five stars. One of the funnest gun podcasts out there. Ava and Sean do a great blend of funny and relevant topics, as well as introducing great new gear. Always entertaining to listen to. Thank you, John Snow. Winter is coming. It's here actually. Uh, snowed last night, but. Uh, the Displaced Kid five stars, not WLS. All right. I already don't like this review. Held <laughs> out on this podcast for a while because I figured it was just WLS with a menstrual cycle. Oh, no, he, <laughs> he called it actually. Uh, but I was definitely mistaken. <laughs> Ava and Sean do a great job of interviewing their guest from not only the perspective of a industry insider. It's an industry insider, but also as a consumer of both product and content. This show is incredibly entertaining and informative. Thank you for the great content. You're welcome.
1: Okay, but can you pass over a tampon, please, Sean? <laughs> okay, great.
2: If he only knew what was going on in this office today. Idaho Man one says five stars. I give this podcast two thumbs up. Uh, this is one hell of a good podcast. I like it, and that means everyone else will also because I have great taste. If you don't believe me, you should see my High Point collection. Uh, <laughs> th- yeah, th- there are great <laughs> guests every week, and the host asks some great questions when they're not drunk. Okay. Uh, the highlight is the prank calls awesome it's funny i think people either love the prank calls or hate the prank calls they do i'm pretty sure that Sven hates the prank calls
1: yeah he does on our patreon page he's like do you guys think it's necessary i'm like what are we embarrassing you Sven, huh because that's what we like to do why can't you just accept
2: us for who we are we just want to do hood rat shit with our friends yeah mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: notice notice mike no. didn't even say one word during the prank call
0: <laughs> no the uh you know i have it too in my in my videos i generally show my dogs I don't know if you guys can hear those dings. Yep, so we totally loud. can. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. The whole time, no every idea. time. i turn them off. <laughs> but uh, during my show, I have, a, I will say, look, let the dogs take a look at it. So I include my dogs in, in the video. It's it's literally a five to eight second portion of every video. And people either, I get comments like, oh, I'm just here for the dogs. Or I hate when you show the stupid dogs. Just talk about the, <laughs> One <or> the other, <laughs> But Whatever. I roll it in either way.
2: Yeah. You're like, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Frickin'
0: jerks.
1: Hey Mike, do you want to choose one of the reviews? Which one was your favorite and we're going to uh we're going to send them something.
0: Which review? Uh,
2: out of those three. Well, I don't
1: know, the ones that we just read, but, you know.
2: <laughs> out of those three that oh. I just read.
1: Just say 1 through 3.
0: Ah, ah, though, my bad. I thought you were talking about my reviews. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> going to go with the uh, hmm number 1.
2: Number 1. All right. Perfect. I love it. So John Snow 338. Nice cartridge, by the way. That should be a Wildcat. John Snow 338. Mm-hmm. A, a 33, a 338 Stark.
1: John Snow is actually a Patreon.
2: Uh, very nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So you win, man. Uh You can thank Mr. Guns and Gear on his video when you go subscribe to him if you're not already. But it is time to start wrapping this thing up. Ava, right. there's a place that we can go. It's gunfunny.com. What can we do there?
1: Uh, basically, you can find all of the links to social media, anywhere that the podcast is played, our store. Let's see. What else do we have on our website? Pretty much anything and everything. Oh, episodes. we have we have a bunch of discount codes.
2: Discount codes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is awesome. Go there. That's where you can find everything. It's gunfunny.com. Uh, become a Patreon. The, basically, a great way to support the show. In fact... Patreon is how we afford our editor every week and mm-hmm. basically how it doesn't have to be me. So thank you very much for making me do less work <laughs> and allowing us to put our, our great producer and editor, uh Kenny Ortega. Oh, I'm sorry. On this show, he's the editor. Yes. I, I get so confused. Kenny yeah. Ortega, he does a great job. Thank you very much. Your Patreon pledges help pay for that.
1: Yep. And then, uh sorry, I could hear your zipper on the
2: in the oh, microphone. I was like messing with my zipper and she like grabbed my arm and gave me a dirty look. I'm like, what the
1: yeah, just like when you itch your beard. I can hear that in my ears. It's okay. really annoying. i O C D. If you guys want to become a Patreon, I mean, just a dollar a month gets you access to our patron only Facebook page. I will warn you, don't join it if you don't like inappropriateness because we're always posting funny things and giving each other crap. Twenty five dollar Patreons. Who are those people?
2: Corbin Bonafide, Iraq veteran, eight eight, 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 charger arms, and Ryan Morrison.
1: Thank you guys. And who is our king of the Patreon? Two A Jewels. And basically, king of the Patreon, whoever pledges the most money will say whatever you want us to say. 2A Jewels basically just kind of told me, hey, say whatever you want. So I've decided to tell everybody that you should surprise your girlfriend, wife, or loved one with earrings, necklace, or a bracelet from 2A Jewels. Uh, definitely place your order now as inventory goes quickly. Find them on Facebook or Instagram at 2A Jewels and get in contact with them.
2: Become a Patreon, patreon.com gunfunny, or you can find it on our website as well. Mike, once again, thanks so much for being here, man. I know you're super, super busy catching up after Texas.
0: Yep. Hi. Thanks for having me on, guys. I apologize about all the beeps. Oh, Oh, it's
1: okay. Don't apologize to us. Just apply apologize to the thousands of listeners that we have. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Will do.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. You find him, Mr. Guns in gear. It's the letter N, -N -N M-R-G-U-N-S-N-G-E-A-R. Everywhere we're fine, social media is served. Honestly, check out his Facebook. Great deals posted there every single day. And coming soon to an email near you.
1: Yeah.
0: Indeed.
2: Thanks again,
1: Mike. We appreciate you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.